What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner. And today's episode, we're going to get super tactical. So I've been getting this question pretty frequently. And actually, having people come to me asking about macros, asking about how to set numbers. Uh, I do a lot of stuff for free, which I think is you know, really valuable. I think that the more uh, free resources that we can provide to help just like clear up all the misinformation that's out there, the better. And I think that this whole idea of like trying to find the perfect macro ratio and how do I calculate my calories, this question keeps coming up. So I figured it would be easy to just break this all down for you on an episode so that you can truly understand what that process looks like and maybe stop being so focused on the numbers. But first of all, understand that there's going to be individual variants across the board. I've been preaching that since day one. So hopefully if you are a longtime listener, you understand that. But there are some things that we can, you know, kind of basic principles that we can apply. And what I want to do with this episode is really just give you a practical way to calculate your own macros. And Honestly, I've got I've had calls with people who are paying money to basically hire a glorified calculator. And so this is my attempt to help save you some money because you don't need to hire a coach that is literally just a calculator. If somebody if you're paying a coach to basically give you numbers and send you on your way, uh, that, in my opinion, is a waste of money. And I know there's a lot of programs out there that claim that they're actually giving you coaching and really they're just giving you numbers. Um, so hopefully this process will kind of clear that up and, and allow you to to save uh, some, some time and energy on the process. Uh, so when I talk about macros, I'm not going to assume that everybody knows what that means. Um, basically, we're looking at Proteins, carbs, and fats, which is what make up all calories with the exception of alcohol. So for people that say, oh, well, I count calories, um, macros are basically dividing calories into the uh, where they come from, the source of those calories. Um, you cannot get calories from any other source outside of proteins, carbs, fats, and alcohol. So if you are tracking macros, uh, you are also, by definition, tracking calories um, because you would just add up the total of your macronutrients to get the calorie total. So the first question that I inevitably get all the time is, where do I start? Which obviously is a loaded question, and the answer, of course, is it depends. Now, what I want everyone to understand is that you need to have a starting point that's relative to your actual starting point. So what I mean by that, let's say we come up with a calculation and let's say that that calculation tells you you should be eating 2,500 calories a day. However, in real life, you're only eating 1,500 calories a day. It would not be very smart to say, oh, well, the calculator said 2,500, so I'm just going to eat 1,000 more calories per day than I was eating. You will gain fat in that scenario. Your body adapts to the, to the message that it receives, to the signal that you're sending to it. So if the signal being sent is we're eating 1,500 calories a day, your body will inevitably adapt to that. So that becomes kind of your adapted 
maintenance, so to speak. And so 2,500 would put you in a surplus, which would come along, which would um, mean that you would probably gain some body fat. Eventually, your body will adapt again because it's going to adapt to what the signal that you're sending. So, but we don't need to get too far into the weeds on that. Just understand that we need to have a starting point that's relative to your actual starting point. So what does that look like, tactically speaking? That means that if you want to understand what you're currently doing, you have to track what you're currently doing. So my recommendation would be don't change anything. And for the next three to seven days, track your macros and calories. And if you don't have any experience tracking macros, just start with tracking calories. Start Download an app like MyFitnessPal. Start playing around in there. Get used to it. Get comfortable with it. You'll start to see um, how to scan barcodes, how to log food, and just practice. Like anything else, it takes practice. If you've never done it before, it's probably going to be a little bit weird. You're going to feel a little uncomfortable, like, how do I do this? Now, like anything else, it takes reps to get better. So the more that you do it, the more comfortable you'll be. And I just think this is a good exercise for everybody to do regardless um, because it gives you some awareness around your current habits. I don't think that tracking is a lifelong solution. I don't think it needs to be uh, the end-all, be-all of nutrition. It certainly, I think, is overhyped. It's just one tool that we have in the toolbox. But it's also important to measure. It's like if you were going to buy a new fridge, you would likely measure the space where that fridge was going to go. So you know, do I have enough room for this to fit? It's just a way to measure. That's it. Think of, Try to reframe what tracking your food actually is. It's just a tool to measure, just like you would use a ruler or you know, something like that, measuring tape to measure distance. It's just a tool to measure. So the next three to seven days, you don't change anything. You track what you're eating. You take a look at what those logs show in MyFitnessPal, and it will tell you if you're actually tracking all of your food, it will show you the breakdown of protein, carbs, and fats so you can actually see not just the calories, but you can see how it's broken down into your macros. And that is what, you know, and, and again, what I recommend is at least have one weekend day in the mix because if you're tracking like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then your normal Saturday looks a whole lot different than your normal Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, it's not going to give you a real representation of your weekly average. Remember that weekly averages are always more important than daily um, fluctuations. So get a weekend in there. And again, don't change anything. A lot of times people think, oh, well, this is like a test. So I have to eat really well. The idea is to get a true picture of what's going on. So even if your Saturday is 7,000 calories, and I'm obviously talking about myself here, um, just track it. Like, Do the best you can. So there's going to be certain things that if you're somebody who likes to go out on Saturday or you have order in pizza or whatever it may be, you can find entries in there. You just want to get a rough estimate of what that looks like. And we'll talk about that in a second. But get a, a weekend day in there so you know, all right, these days are a little bit higher Here's kind of where I'm at on a daily basis. Now we can go to the calculator. And there's a lot of debate about like what the best way, how do I calculate my starting numbers? And 
the truthful, 100% honest answer is that it does not fucking matter. Um, I know that this may sound controversial. There's all these like, you know, you have body weight multipliers. You've got like the Harris-Benedict equation. You've got people who are like, you know what? I'm going to come up with my own equation that's even more accurate. The reality is that it's a guess and it doesn't actually matter because we just need a starting point. We need something to start measuring trends because if we don't have any data or trends to work with, then we're directionless. So if it's something simple like a body weight multiplier, start with that and see how that stacks up to what you're currently doing. Or you can go online and you can go to like tdee.net or Google TDEE calculator. You'll probably get a hundred different versions Again, do not stress the accuracy. It doesn't, it's not going to be accurate. Let me just say that. It's not going to be accurate. It doesn't need to be. Those calculators are basically going to enter in an, an equation of your, with your gender, your age, your weight, your height, your activity level. And they're going to come up with, you know, all right, for most people who fit this profile, this would be a general um, maintenance number of calories that you should consume. It's just a best guess and it's not actually accurate and it doesn't need to be. The point is that we need to start somewhere. So let's say that you track your food and you find out that you're eating about 2,000 calories a day. Then you go over to your online calculator and you type in your stuff and it tells you you should be eating 2,500 calories a day to maintain your weight. All right, cool. So we want to bridge that gap but we don't want to just rip the Band-Aid off. So what I would recommend is let's come up with a calculation for about 2,200 calories a day. Uh, and that's going to be our starting point. Now, if we're using a body weight multiplier, what I recommend would be something along the lines of your body weight times 14 to 16, somewhere in that range, um, just to get a rough estimate and see you know, where that falls. In, or go online and do the online calculator and see how close that number matches up to what you're currently doing. And if those numbers are really far apart, again, we want to just start, on, we want to err on the side of caution because I know for most people, if they start gaining weight, that's not going to be a good thing. Um, you'll probably bail on the process. And this is an important process just for educational purposes and to start to understand what your true maintenance is. Um, it's just coming at it from a more informed place. So let's use the example of you're eating 2,000 calories, you use a body weight multiplier or an online calculator, and it says your maintenance is 2,500 calories. So we're not going to just eat 500 calories more per day because we don't want to gain unwanted fat. We're going to take it slow and we're going to go with 2,200 calories. So how do we come up with a macro breakdown for 2,200 calories? Well, first, we want to start with protein. So protein is going to be your most important macro to set first. And we want that to be in the range of 0.7 to 1 gram per pound of body weight. So what that would look like, let's assume that you're 150 pounds. So if we were doing 0.7, that would be 105 grams of protein. If we were to do one 
you're 150 pounds. So one gram per pound of body weight would be 150 grams. So there's a range there between 105 to 150 grams of protein. What do you think would be the most logical place to start? Probably pretty close to what you're currently doing. Again, a common mistake that I see is if somebody is eating very low protein, which a lot of people are, unless they're aware and have been doing this for a while, they'll start with, let's say their average, they track like three to seven days and they find out they're eating 80 grams of protein per day. And then they see, oh, well, I should be eating one gram per pound of body weight, so I'm just going to start eating 150 grams. What's the likelihood that somebody is going to basically double their protein intake overnight and just have a seamless transition? Highly unlikely. So if you're eating like 90 grams of protein per day and you're 150 pounds and that 0.7, which should be about your minimum, start there. It doesn't, you can even build up like, if you're eating 50 grams of protein per day and your minimum's around 105 grams, go to 60. And then once that becomes routine, go to 75. There's no rush. I think that oftentimes we feel like we have to make this process happen as quickly as possible. Do it the right way. Take time, let your body adapt and build up. So the starting point would ultimately depend on where you're currently at. But let's just assume that you're, you know, you've, you've done your research, you know how important protein is, uh, you know that it preserves muscle mass, you know that it's the most satiating macro, uh, you know all the benefits with your skin and your hair and your nails, and you're like, I'm all in on the protein bandwagon. So you're doing pretty well. Let's say you're at 150 grams of protein, so you're right at that one gram per pound of body weight. So how do we factor that into the total calories? Well, protein has four calories Per gram. So we would take 150 grams times that by four, and that's 600 calories. So now, if our target, remember, was 2200, we would take 2200 minus 600, and we've got 1600 calories left between carbs and fats. Now, the breakdown between carbs and fats is highly dependent on the individual, and I'm going to give you um, a few different ways to look at this. So First, we have to understand that carbs are um, four calories per gram, just like protein. Fats are nine calories per gram. So fats are the most calorically dense macronutrient. And if you're, if you're curious about alcohol, it's seven grams, um, seven calories per gram. So, but we're not going to factor in alcohol right now, but I will tell you how to do that. Um, what we're going to do right now is figure out carbs and fats. So we've got our protein set. Um, the difference between how to set carbs and fats is personal preference, activity level, um, and some other variables that we can consider. Now, the more active you are, generally speaking, the more you want to lean towards carbs. The less active you are, the more you want to lean towards fats. The reason for that is that our body's preferred fuel source for any high-intensity act activity would be carbohydrate. And the body's preferred fuel source for low-intensity activity, so if you're just like sitting on the couch, you're going to be running more on fats. Um, so what that means is that if you are somebody who trains, um, walks a lot, you know, does more, uh, if you have a demanding job, a more physical job, you're going to favor carbs over fats. And also, we have to remember that um, as long as we're hitting our protein and calories, 
carbs and fats are pretty much interchangeable. So there is a large degree of individual like personal preference. Like, do you prefer foods like rice, potatoes, oats, that sort of thing, fruit? Or are you a person who likes more like avocado and olive oils and nut butters and nuts and seeds and that sort of thing? What's your preference? Um, are you more of a carbs person? Or are you more of a fats person? That also has to come into play because this should be sustainable. So from that point, you can really break it down um, any way you want. An easy way to start is if you take 30% of your calories from fats, kind of a good like average starting point for most people. And then we can just move that number up and down to, based off of personal preference and activity level. And um, again, another thing to consider is how much stress you have in your life. Um, if you are under more stress, typically you'll want more carbs because that is also um, one of the ways that we basically increase um, we increase serotonin levels, we manage stress, we reduce cortisol uh, through carbohydrate intake. So we're going to go, let's say, 30%. 2,200 calories, and I'm going to take um, 30% of that, which is 660, and then we just divide by 9, which is 73.33 repeating. We're just going to round down. So that would be 73 grams of fat. And so we've got 150 protein, 73 grams of fat. So if we're looking at um, 660, and remember our protein was 150 times 4 was 600, that gives us 1,260 calories. Now, if we take that away from our 2,200 total, it leaves us with 940. So if we take 940 and we divide that by four, we've got 235 carbs. So that would be your starting point, 150 protein, 235 carb, and 73 fat. And then what you're gonna do is you're gonna hit those numbers and track your trends. You're gonna track your weight trends, you're gonna track your pictures, you're gonna track measurements, um, over the next two weeks, you're going to see what's going on. You're going to see, are you moving in the right direction? Um, are you staying weight stable? If you are um, losing weight, that's great. You can even increase as we're trying to build towards maintenance. Um, and that is the process. It's super simple. Um, to track alcohol, all you do is you take away the number of calories in your alcoholic drinks and remove them from your carbs or fats. Um, so because you know alcohol is basically empty calories, so let's say we're gonna consume a drink that's 200 calories, um, that would basically be 50 grams of carbs less. So we'll take 50 away from that 235, um, and we'll still hit our, uh, we'll still hit our calorie total of 2200, but we've now accounted for the drink. Um, so you can kind of see how you know you start to drink more and it adds up. You're, you're pulling away from, from those carbs and fats and, and it becomes difficult to stay in the calorie range. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. We, can, we could do a whole episode on the impacts of alcohol and how to make it fit and how to make it work. One of the things that I do recommend, so now that we've got that 2200, um, in the beginning, I think it's important just to keep it simple and track the same numbers each day. But I know that for myself and for other people, we like to have higher days on the weekend. I like to be social. Um, I like to, you know, maybe order in or do something with more flexibility. So if we take 2200 and we times that by seven, our weekly calorie total is 15,400. 
Now I can split that up and say, you know what? One day I'm just going to have an all out day. It's going to be like 4,000 calories. So I'm going to take that out of my total and end up at 11,400. And then I'm going to divide by six to get 1,900 calories for the, the six other days. So basically I'm eating 1,900 calories six days out of the week and then 4,000 calories one day a week. Totally fine. I'm getting to the same weekly total and I can break that up um, any way that I want to. I can add two higher days or three higher days. But in the beginning, as you're starting to build up towards maintenance, I think keeping it steady and consistent um, definitely helps the process. So I wouldn't recommend playing with that too much until you've established a solid rhythm. And then you're like, okay, let's integrate this more um, into my schedule. Now that I know where my maintenance is, now I can kind of go from there. And then when it's time to cut, once you've reached your maintenance, um, and what your maintenance is, true maintenance is when you've built up your calories high enough where your weight has remained stable, um, what you want to see is like two weeks of weight of weight stable and keep increasing until you're no longer weight stable and then go back down to the previous adjustment. So let's say we got all the way up to 3000 calories. And by the way, I just did this process not too long ago with my coach. Um, having a coach walk you through this process is game changing because it will time collapse the whole thing. I tried it on my own and it, I literally fell back into the same um, routine for like two years, I would increase calories. And then the minute that I, that I thought the scale was trending up or that my pictures were looking worse, I would immediately cut calories. And I wouldn't commit to the process. When I had a coach, he was like, hey, your pictures actually look better. Um, it's hard for us to be sub, uh, objective to our own body. Having an objective set of eyes is a game changer. So I highly recommend using a coach to take you through this process um, if you need a coach, I happen to know of an amazing group of coaches that you can reach out to. Just message me and I'll point you in the right direction. I'll, I'll let you know if our program is the right fit. And if not, I can always refer out. I have no problem doing that. So um, let me know. But the point is that it's so much easier to go through this process with a coach. So let's say that we're trying to build up and we get up to like 3,000 calories and then the next adjustment, um, and I'll just use my example. I was up to 3,300 calories for my maintenance. The next adjustment we made, it was 3,500 and I actually started to notice the scale trending up and my coach confirmed that my pictures weren't as good um, over the previous two weeks. So it was simple. We cut back down to the 3,300, things leveled off, and I was ready to start my fat loss phase. Coming at it from a place of 3,300 calories allows me much more real estate to work with than just trying to guess and picking an arbitrary number. Um, now I was able to start my cut at like 2,800 calories, which was much more manageable, um, and I was able to see progress for a lot longer because I had taken the time to build up to my maintenance. So that's the process. Um, don't hire somebody who's just a macro calculator. Um, if you need to get to that point of finding your true maintenance and working through that process, having the accountability is so key. But if somebody is literally just sending you numbers and typing your information into a calculator and then sending you on your way, that's not coaching. Uh, your coach should be walking you through that process and helping you understand um, how your body should be responding, what we're looking for from a biofeedback standpoint, from a trends uh, standpoint, from looking at pictures and that sort of thing. So just save your money and, and don't fall into the, to the calculator um, coaching programs 
actually invest in real coaching. Um, but there it is. I mean, that's pretty much it. Straightforward. That is how you calculate your macros. Again, once you get that protein and calorie number set, carbs and fats are interchangeable. Don't overthink it. Just think about what feels best for you and experiment with it. If you're doing it on your own, you know, experiment with it and see, you know, based off of activity levels and personal preference um, and go from there. I hope this was helpful, guys. Let me know. I always want to hear feedback. I know this was more tactical. I've been, you know, getting on, um, you know, some of the more like, I'll, I guess I'll call it inspirational episodes and just talking about my my life perspectives and stuff like that, which I always love to do, but I wanted to give something away that was super tactical and helpful. So apply it. Let me know what you think. Reach out if you have any questions and I'll talk to you all very soon.